Hello, my name is Jacob, and I'm a Norse pagan, and welcome to episode 62 of the Folk Podcast. Today, we have on Stephen, who is a MMA fighter. Is that the correct term? Like fighter, mixed martial artist practitioner? Like what, um, what would you say? MMA fighter, mixed martial artist. I tend to go by mixed martial artist just because I haven't fought lately. But yes, that's that's the right term. Well, very good. So um, we brought him on here. So him and I have been talking a little well over a year now on Instagram. Um, and he's always had these really in, uh, interesting stories, with, uh, especially with the fighting, uh, the mixed martial arts and the gods. And so I figured it'd be really great to get him on the show to share his experiences, because um, that's why the full podcast kind of was started in the first place, was to share the experiences of others um, and then create a conversation around it. Uh, so, Stephen, I want to give the floor to you. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone and give us a little bit of a backstory into yourself. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Stephen. I'm a Norse pagan. Um, I started my journey, give or take, about two, three years ago. Actually, I was still in the Navy, and I started reading some of the stories. I was interested in the stories. I didn't look at it so much as a faith and then as I started reading the stories more and more over time I, I just kept feeling it drawing me in and I looked more into it just kept feeling the call to look more into it as an actual faith and so that's how I got into it um, around the same time I was starting my journey with mixed martial arts I started with boxing it was kind of a way for me to to change up my workout routine, I was just doing bodybuilding and stuff like that before. So I figured it would be something interesting to do. And I noticed through the boxing and eventually Muay Thai and other martial arts, I kept falling in love with it more and more. And it's been great for me therapeutically, different mental health aspects of it, as well as the fitness. And I just kind of kept going more and more into it eventually took a fight while I was still in the Virginia area and after that I actually still was not pagan at the time but ever since then I've really fallen in love with Norse paganism with the martial arts and I've connected really deeply mostly with Thor through the martial arts, him being the protector of Midgard, a warrior in himself. So when I train, that's how I feel connected with him. I was saying, I guess, jumping right into it, whenever, um, I guess it's, well, yeah, this could be a, a bit of a personal thing, I guess, but whenever you uh, go to start training and everything like that, do you kind of, do you do any sort of little like ritual or like a, a like a mindset thing to kind of uh i guess before you said you've only done how many fights have you done did you say again? i've only had the one fight that was so mm -hmm. i was in virginia at the time and i've moved out to the las vegas area after i got out of the navy um being in a new gym and all that you kind of have to get the coaches on board and then everything yeah. with covid it actually kind of slowed some stuff down i was supposed to have a fight um in september last year that fell through but um as far as like rituals or anything like that i always try to clear my mind and just be excited for the training i'll think of thor and how he's the warrior he's a protector um we know that he was into wrestling was kind of his big thing but i've also felt a connection especially with the striking you land a big punch and 
it's a great feeling. Um, I do give offerings sometimes. This is going to sound a little weird because I know typically you're not supposed to give like processed things to the gods. It's supposed to be more natural. So this is going to be kind of funny actually, but I always drink these bang energy drinks before I train because I used to do when I was doing the bodybuilding, I did like pre-workout and all that. But I notice it really messes with your heart, with your cardio, if you're doing cardio intensive stuff, whereas the bangs don't do that. So that was something I really enjoy. Um, off a whim one time I was getting ready to train. I just felt the need to buy an extra one, give it to Thor. I explained, you know, this is something I really enjoy. It's something I always do to get ready to train. Maybe this is something you would like for when you're getting ready to go off and fight the giants or anything. And it, it sounds so weird saying it, but I actually got really great results from that. So I'll occasionally give, you know, a bang or some type of more natural protein bar of some sort of something that fighters or strength trainers would enjoy. And I've gotten good results from that. I'm just really picturing you like, you know, calling out to Thor and you're like, oh, great Thunderer, I give you this mighty bang. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes uh, the people at the gym look at me and they're like, what in the hell is this guy doing? But you know, it, it's not for them. It's for me and it's for it's for my God. So I will say, I don't think that's weird. I, I've seen a wide variety of offerings in my day now. Um, and like you said, you know, ultimately, it's something that has value to you. And that's what is most important. Exactly. Well, I didn't know that you uh, that you followed Thor, um, but I had a feeling before you said it, um, and it's just kind of a little bit funny. I believe I've talked about it a little bit before on the podcast, um, but back at the uh, the North Central Midsummer, we did had the, uh, the Thor's blood. We had we we all ended up getting together and deciding that we were going to do this, you know, this wrestling as a dedication to Thor, like a, a show of strength, um, right. And it was funny because it had rained like the entire time. And then it stopped like right after we finished the Thor's blood. And as soon as we finished all the wrestling, which I think I ended up being like the winner after it all was said and done. I can't remember. I had talked to Darius. He remembers better. But yeah, it started downpouring again. <laughs> that honestly <laughs> sounds like a amazing experience. It's something that I would have definitely loved to be a part of and Maybe in the future, if I make it out to one of the gatherings, I would love to do something like that, or we can get some boxing gloves and just spar lightly, something like that. I, I think that's something that he would definitely enjoy. It's simply something that I want to I want to try to do more as we have people there that are willing to. Yeah, you know, safety is a big thing. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we did this at North Carolina Yule in January. Uh, we had Carlos there and Caleb, um, like the Caleb that was at the Pennsylvania gathering, who's into like uh, martial arts and stuff like that. And they were both like, yeah, let's do some wrestling or some sparring. And they had some like mock weapons and stuff like that. And then they wanted to wrestle. And me being, you know, a fellowship leader there and concerned about safety and stuff. I saw them doing this. I'm like, what are we doing, guys? What's going on over here? Have we made like what are we doing you know i was just so suspicious and they eventually mm -hmm. convinced me to participate in it with them and uh they were talking about like mock sparring and how to like just like you know spar but like you're not really hitting each other and i'm like but how do you hit each other without hitting each other <laughs> this sounds dangerous don't do this guys <laughs> so i'm not sure like to what extent it was there um obviously safety is a big thing and you want to have people that 
at least have a base idea of what they're doing. You don't want people just swinging wildly. But um, what we do a lot of times at the sparring at the gyms I go to is it's very much you go 30, 40%. It's more working on the timing and reaction. You're not trying to knock each other out. You're not trying to even land big punches. You're, it's more the timing and going through the motions. You do still make contact, but as long as people know what they're doing, no one really gets hurt. Yeah. No, I was just proud that day because uh, we, we all know Carlos, he, he posts basically exclusively like workout videos in his like forest. And I think he thought he would like cream me because I, I don't work out that much, but uh, he forgot one thing and it's I weigh twice as much as him. <laughs> and uh, I don't care how flexible you are, but if I get on top of you, you're done, boy. <laughs> Especially with wrestling. That's right. Um... Yeah. I will say I never enjoyed when people are like size, strength doesn't matter. When when there's a difference in skill level, sure. But if there's similar skill level, you both know what you're doing. Size and strength do matter. I mean, force equals mass times acceleration. That's a law of physics. Right. <laughs> Talking about that reminded me of back when I got into wrestling in high school. And I would literally murder these kids. <laughs> because I was I think I was like every time I was pretty much like a good five or six inches taller than them but they were in my weight class so <laughs> looking back on it I'm surprised I didn't really vote for them well one thing that uh, you know you brought up Caleb is I think a good point is like well maybe it's like a, a broader topic that I think will kind of encompass a lot of the conversation here uh, but I, I do feel like we try to move away from the, the Viking aesthetic, the Viking themes quite often, mm -hmm. at least I do, because I do think it's something that is important to move away from, because, you know, this isn't a victory of Valhalla religion, but that doesn't change the fact that this still wasn't a religion that was honored by warriors, and there is a warrior aspect to it, and we can't 100% remove ourselves from that or forget it exists. And I, I do think that can, you know, even me, again, someone that doesn't necessarily, I mean, I've been doing uh, more, you know, like weightlifting now. But as someone who doesn't generally look at fitness as, you know, a pastime or something I do all the time, I really enjoyed the experience of wrestling and sparring to connect to the gods, because I do think it's an important thing, uh, and not the only way, obviously, but a very strong and powerful way to connect to them. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. We have to move away, at least in part, from the whole Vikings victory or Valhalla, bro, and to an extent that can be very toxic because our religion was not just Vikings and the Vikings weren't just warriors. They were farmers that, you know, Scandinavia did not have the best resources for that. It was something they did. With that being said, I found that if you practice it in a more positive route, especially with the Aesir, the more warlike gods, being any type of combat strength training any form like that can be a good way to connect i don't believe it's the only way to connect though and i think you're absolutely right we do need to move away from just the religion of the vikings and all that because it, it was so much more than that and it's important to understand there's more to this faith than just warriors and vikings and all that yeah, I think with like just kind of tying the, uh, this all in with like my own little personal experiences, whenever um, I was working out very heavily when I was uh, still in the Air Force, um, you know, it, it was 
like little flashes of like of just like inspiration i guess is like the best way i would call it where i would kind of i feel i feel myself struggling with something as far as like lifting a particular weight or i was feeling that strain but then i would get like a little like flash in my mind like oh no you know what would it usually it would be like oh what would thor think you know like i gotta finish this last like rep or this put this last mm-hmm. one up or you know add a little bit more weight to, to actually like test myself and i think that's a a, a, a safe like kind of what you guys were saying a more a healthier mindset instead of just being yeah like the viking aesthetic of just you know yeah valhalla or or nothing kind of nonsense or all of that um i i think it's i think i mean they are you know gods and they are you know by most of the stories very powerful and strong people individual you know uh physically and i think it's just a good a good way to kind of um you know honor them to some degree in that way and then if you think about it kind of going back onto like how harsh scandinavia was you know a lot of the people and jacob Jacob, you can kind of attest to this when you were here in minnesota a lot of people from this area where i'm at are of scandinavian descent most of the people here are very big individuals like height wise um to some degree i guess it's it's changed a little bit over time i mean you are also right next door to you know wisconsin there's culvers all over that place Oh yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> eating cheese curds all the time. <laughs> but it, it's you know, I feel like that you know, having a strong body, you know, it is kind of necessary in a in a harsh environment as well. So almost in a way of like, uh, you know, ancestor veneration to some degree too. If your you know ancestors came from a very harsh climate like Scandinavia, I feel like you know, strengthening your body is also a good way of of honoring them to some degree because they would have had to go through something you know harsh wise on their bodies exactly and i think there's there's a few different layers to that um one i believe that testing yourself physically uh through combat through strength training through whatever form of fitness can be a great way to connect to the gods um also we are in a modern society where we do have a lot of comforts but we are not that far removed from harsh environments having to depend on yourself and your own abilities to survive and i think it's it's important to take care of yourself in some form or another you don't have to be a big gem rat lifting weights every day you find something to get yourself moving that you enjoy and it it can be a great way to just connect also as you were mentioning, you feel Thor, whichever God kind of pushing you through. That's, I don't say every time that I train, I feel Thor with me, or I have this profound Thor experience, but it's definitely something that comes in the back of my mind of, you know, I'm finding my own strength. I found Thor can be great for helping you find your own strength, both mentally and physically. Um, There's, I think it's just a really great way to connect. And also you think Thor was, he's the protector of Midgard. He goes out fighting giants. I can't even imagine fighting these giants that he goes out and battles. But if he can do that, I can sure as hell fight this guy that's in my weight class standing in front of me. And there's, there's other gods besides Thor you can connect with through combat. You know, there's a lot of martial artists that are Odin followers. There's a lot that are Tyr followers. Uh, females will be Freya followers largely, but it's whoever you feel connected to. I've 
I felt different connections with Odin through, you know, being a student, um, being in college and my own travels. I felt some connection with air because I'm in the healthcare field, but largely the main God that I have connected with is Thor. So that's kind of what I'm rolling with at the moment. Back on to the end above what you were both saying on the, uh, as far as being able to connect with the gods and ancestors. So I think most people know, I don't remember if I've spoken about it on here before. I know I put it on Instagram a while back whenever I finished it, but I wanted to build a, a fire pit in my backyard. And the way I did that was I went to the woods behind my house where when you go out, <clears throat> there's a little ways, I guess 30 or 40 foot where it's kind of flat. Then it goes downhill and all okay. the stones I wanted were at the bottom of that hill. And they were all two to 300 pounds. One I, I want to say was closer to 400 and I did that as, you know, that was my test to see, you know, I had to pull it out with just my strength. The only tool I used was a dolly and it wasn't That's like a impressive. crazy big one. Yeah. And I would pull them up, you know, up that freaking hill. And whenever I needed to take a break, I had a rock, like I had rocks set up so far along the thing that I could sit under and I would be my, I'd put all my weight on top of the dolly and force it into the earth so I could take a break. Those are some big ass rocks you're talking about. That oh yeah, it was rough. Like I I did put a lot of strain on my body, but it felt so. Every time I got one of them up, it always felt like I I earned it, and that I was making them proud. And I could feel the connection grow every time I pulled one up. And I think that's a very important aspect. A lot of things we do live in a very I don't want to say coddled, that might not be the right word, but we live in a very convenient society. We have a lot of things we can go out and buy and that can be beneficial with some things, but I think especially certain things going about it the old ways, really working on it. Um, I saw this post where Jacob built a bench and I think things like that where you can just kind of go back to the old school, the old fashioned ways of doing things can really be great for your character, for connecting with either the gods or your ancestors. I, I think it's very beneficial to still go about some things the old fashioned way when you can. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring up the bench. Uh, so that's part of like a larger like ancestor thing that I've kind of done for myself because, uh, you know, I've been building with my grandfather who was a carpenter. Um, I mean, that's what he's done his whole entire life. And, you know, I started realizing that, you know, my time with him is growing limited. You know, it's a sad reality that I'm beginning to accept. And while he still has uh, some health with him, I was like, you know what, we need to do one more project. Because when I was a kid, we would do these small little projects, we would make swords, we'd make little wooden guns, you know, all these, small, you know, birdhouses, like these little things. And, you know, I don't have many of those things left. And I don't really have many memories of those because I was so young. So I was like, you know what, it's time for one more project with my grandfather. And, you know, he's absolutely loved it. It's all he talks about. Like, you know, my grandmother's like, it's literally when you leave, it's all he talks about. <laughs> it's just like different ideas for this bench, these benches. And so, um, you know, while doing it, it, it's a very ancestral experience. So, you know, obviously moving further away from the, the fighting conversation. Uh, but I do think that it's really important to spend the time with the people, you know, especially your grandparents, your parents, if they have a, a skill or a trade or something that you used, just used to do together, I think it's so important to, to get those experiences when you're an adult, even when we're becoming older uh, and more bitter. Uh, but, uh, you know, the thing I will also add in that, is building a bench like that is a very physical activity. Like we're not using cheap wood. Like one of those benches, I think weighs like 50 pounds. Like, 
So both benches are weigh 50 pounds. The table will probably weigh about 50 or 60. And so they are solid motherfuckers. <laughs> Things going to last a long time. That's not going to be some cheap piece of shit Ikea bench that's going to break in oh, two yeah. years. Right, well, yeah. Get ready to say, it's like you gotta make sure you get this is something you can pass down to your kids and your grandkids. Oh, the whole conversation is we're building these benches for my grandkids, so they have something to remember my grandfather. You know, and it's like you know that can have like a sad note to it, where you're like, oh, you're thinking about your grandfather dying, but like he's thinking about like how cool is it that his grandchildren will use this? Like that is so cool. It's actually interesting the way that you said that because it reminds me of just what I've heard through paganism and just a typical practice was obviously when someone passes, you're going to have your sad moment. It's not just, oh, we're just going to celebrate. You're going to be sad. That's human nature. But we want to look more at celebrating their life and having that legacy built and i absolutely agree that while your family's still here you need to take the time to cherish being with them do stuff with them um my dad is still alive but he's all the way back in cincinnati where i'm from or he technically lives in indiana now but i'm all the way out in the las vegas area and what i wouldn't give to be fishing with my dad again sometimes uh, i think it's very important to cherish the people it doesn't even have to be blood family, but the people that you love, the people that you care about, take the time to enjoy being with them. Even if it's something that seems minor, it's important. We're on this whole, we're on this whole thing now. Of like, well, it's a mixture of like ancestors and like what we can pass down to our descendants and things like that. I know one thing that I really want to do just because I know it's became a big thing for me, even though I've not hunted in the last two years. Um, since before I became a pagan is I want to make sure that I can pass down to my kids the correct way to do things and how to connect with the, like the uh, the creature and how to honor its spirit and things like that because I know that that's something I was never taught and it's I feel like that's something that has really fell out you know over the past several hundred maybe a thousand years you know that respect for nature and the respect for the creatures that you, you know you take the life of absolutely i think respect for nature is one of the biggest things that attracted me to this faith is i remember it in one of jacob's earlier videos the pillars of paganism and how you have such more respect for nature and i i've always hated seeing people litter that's always been a problem but man it annoys the hell out of me now when you see people litter it's just like because you see all this nature as some people believe that the tree is its own spirit. Some people believe that spirits live in the trees. However you look at it, you view nature as so much more sacred and you want to respect that and enjoy it. And I live out in the desert. I'm more of an ocean guy myself, so that's kind of a bummer. But I still try to get out and enjoy nature, what there is of it being here in Las Vegas. I try to enjoy going out to the parks or going out on a hike and the mountains here whenever I can. It's definitely something that it, uh, it helps calm me down. And it's something that I think is really important to get away from the chaos of the city and just slow down. So are you like, uh, like you said you lost living in Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas area. It's okay. a little city called Henderson. It's like 10, 15 minutes outside of Las Vegas, but 
similar with Cincinnati. When people say they live in Cincinnati, right, they yeah. live in Middleton or Mason. Right. It's easier to say Cincinnati. Yeah. Like my parents live in Cincinnati, but really they live in like Newport and not even like more like Cold Spring. You That's know? Kentucky. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's only 10 minutes from the city, you know? Yeah, but absolutely. I think um, getting out in nature, um, being with your family, I think all that's important stuff to cherish while we have it. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids, but when or if I do, I definitely would love to teach them about respecting nature, about at least some of the faith. They're going to choose what they want to do on their own, but just teaching them how to slow down and not get caught in the chaos of humanity um back to the martial arts i definitely would like to teach my children if i have them how to at least box or wrestle or some form of being able to defend themselves because it, it's weird people always think that when you learn martial arts or you learn some form of combat art that you want to go out fighting people it, it's such the opposite it's great for your mental health it's great for your own self-confidence and just knowing that if something were to happen you can handle yourself so i i don't see that as any form of problem i think it's just something that can be really beneficial for people and I'll stay out of my own experience after sparring for 30, 40 minutes at a time against people that actually can fight. The last thing I want to do is get in another fight after I'm done training. Like I am worn the hell out. I want to go home. I want to shower. I'm not looking for a fight at all. Yeah. Kind of going, touching on what uh, you were saying regarding like, you know, you having a, a, mixed martial arts or something like that is a good uh you know mental health outlet to some degree i 100 percent um agree with you on that i've always you know described weightlifting or the gym as my you know my therapist or my therapy mm -hmm. session kind of thing you know because it's it's a good way to let your mind you know go and do its thing while you are using that that energy into something productive on yourself you know with your body instead of you know, some people, I feel like, you know, a lot of people end up in positions where they just kind of sit and, you know, obviously like food, to, like eating a lot of unhealthy junk food and stuff like that is, you know, a lot of like go-to things for people, you know, as that instant gratification. Um, and obviously that leads to like a less healthier lifestyle, um, you know, and then also like myself personally, I've been looking at getting into some sort of, of martial arts to some degree here i just have to see what i even have in the area the only thing i've seen so far i think was like taekwondo and it was just interesting to kind of see where you started with boxing whereas a lot of people that i know uh, my stepbrother mainly you know when he started doing his uh mma stuff he focused on more of like brazilian jiu-jitsu or like a grappling aspect so it's always interesting to see when people start from boxing because i've a few people that i know that have that do boxing have stuck with it and they've never they never felt comfortable enough to go into anything else um yeah but yeah it's just interesting to kind of see how that stuff is and I, I definitely agree with you know the whole like it's better to you know I feel like it's good for everybody to learn some sort of combative kind of like what you were saying if you ever have kids to kind of teach them something as a way to you know defend yourself because it's, it's better to know something and not need it 
and then need it and not you know know how to defend yourself or you know know how to get yourself out of a situation properly exactly and um there's several points to touch on there one it's as you were mentioning therapy wise it's a it's a positive or a constructive outlet to be able to take all that out and be able to channel it into something positive. Um, when I was doing the bodybuilding and powerlifting, it was a similar thing. However, I noticed your mind can still wander a bit. Um, use the word wander there, Odin, but your mind can still kind of get distracted while you're doing that. When you are sparring with someone or wrestling or in jujitsu we call it rolling and someone is actively trying to choke you or punch you in the face your mind really cannot go anywhere else your mind is solely focused on the the task at hand so i found that that's one of the biggest reasons why i find um, martial arts as such a good outlet for I don't want to get super personal, but just my mental struggles, uh, PTSD, depression, all that, it's been so beneficial for that. Um, as far as the boxing, that was, like I said, because I started more just from a fitness aspect and then really got into it. But I did also get into the jujitsu, the wrestling. Uh, Muay Thai is kind of my favorite at the moment. But yeah, it's just really a great outlet. I would say some of the big ones you want to focus on to start would be either boxing or Muay Thai or jujitsu is really great. The reason why I enjoy grappling is, say, from a legal perspective, if got, if anything were to ever happen, it's much easier to be able to convince the court I never hit this person. They swung on me. I wrapped them up. I controlled them. It, when you don't ever strike the person, it just it it helps. Yeah, you're you know you you weren't the what you were doing was to disarm and to de-escalate the situation, not to cause any harm. There actually was a instance, I don't know how into detail I want to get on this, but it was after work and um, my wife and I worked in the same place and we were leaving work and this just incredibly belligerent female, because I'm going to stay polite here, this incredibly belligerent female started mouthing off at my wife and everything. And my wife actually can fight as well. So the girl should probably understand I was more protecting her from my wife, not vice versa. But um, argument ensued. It was a whole shit show. Um, the girl threw literally the sloppiest punch I have ever seen in my life. And this girl could not fight to save her life. And I saw it coming. And all I did, there's a concept called underhooks where you get your arms under theirs and you kind of lift up. They're all like flailing around. They don't know what the hell to do. I just got double underhooks on her, drove her back into the other security. And that was that. Never had to do anything. Never had to. My wife didn't end up having to beat her ass. So, <laughs> um, so. My point I wanted to bring up has nothing to do with that. That is a really interesting story. <laughs> uh, but I did want to ask is, uh, was your first experience with Thor uh, involving something with fitness or training or was it something separate? That was the um, first like truly profound. I, as I mentioned, the way I got into all the 
the paganism faith was i just kept reading the stories and feeling super drawn into them not just oh this is a cool story i was like there is something here and i especially the thor stories of you know they're really interesting just the warrior aspect of him but i felt somewhat of a connection with him but my first like truly profound moments were through training through hitting pads through sparring and that was when i truly like felt he's here so something i really connected with in the podcast we had with trago a couple of weeks ago um, we were talking about like dionysus and uh, something that really clicked with me with dionysus was the idea that he was the god of an altered state of mind because uh, being connected to alcohol and to drinking um that state of mind of being drunk of being intoxicated of changing the way your mind thinks or acts um in a Almost way it's like a, a trance state yeah it, it produces a like uh, a trance state now obviously alcohol can you know go bad as well and take bad turns and not spiritual turns but there is a spiritual component to alcohol and dionysus fits that component um and so yeah you might not believe in dionysus as this god that sits on a throne somewhere but the idea of a deity or some form of spiritual experience being tied to alcohol um, and being drunk is an interesting concept. And I would say that Thor fits the concept of the, the adrenaline you get from fighting or from training. Um, because uh, I, I, one of the things I brought up when I uh, did the tier videos is that I'm making a commitment to actually do more uh, physical fitness just for my own health, um, because it's something I need. And something I noticed is the altered state of mind you get sometimes when uh, you do work out a certain way or after a really good, a really good pump, you know, you just, you get a really like a high from it. You really do. And I think that's something that you really can connect with as far as a spiritual experience as well. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. You, I, I'm not the best with words, but the best thing I can think of is almost like a trance-like state through working out, through uh, combat, meditation, whatever, alcohol, whatever it is. I I also do leave beer for Thor very frequently. I'm not a heavy drinker. I've cut back on it significantly, but if I find a beer that I really like, it'll be like a instinctive thing. Actually, a couple weeks ago, I had this beer that I was trying for the first time. I took a sip of it. I was like, damn, this is good. I'm going to give one to Thor, see how he likes it. But as far as the um, the fitness, that that actually ties into the one story of mine that you shared on the Thor's Week video was when we were doing those ground and pound drills. And I was, I was throwing the punches, the elbows, everything, and it felt like a trance almost it felt like i was there i was throwing the punches but it it didn't feel like it was completely just me throwing them if that makes sense it it almost felt like thor was in a sense showing me what i'm capable of what his strength is and it it really was just a altered state of mind almost it was just a uh, to this day it's still the most profound experience i've ever had with him and i'm hoping that when i do have a fight again because unfortunately my first fight was before i really got into this faith but hopefully on the next one i have i'll be able to feel him walking into the ring with me that would that would just be a amazing experience going back to what you were talking about with like the uh the altered state of mind that's what i've always kind of felt like the uh i know we've all heard the term mind over matter 
is uh and i've always felt like that's whenever you get you 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 know whenever you get into that altered state when doing physical activity and it's been a long time since i've done it other than the um the time at the north central midsummer when we did the uh the show of strength or the feet of strength whatever you want to call it the wrestling for thor um but i always get it anymore like whenever i'm hiking and being able to just like go farther than you know what my body feels like it can and it's just putting you know getting into that state and just keep you know keep pushing past what your physical limitations say that you can't do um i don't know if y'all have had that experience as well so i actually as i mentioned i do try to go hiking out here relatively frequently there's a couple little like mountain trails uh canyon trails whatever there's not a lot of trees or anything it's kind of barren but you get some pretty cool views um ironically one of my favorite trails out here it's amazing because you go out and you're just las vegas is surrounded by mountains i mean everywhere you look there's mountains this trail i love it but i get lost every damn time i go out on this trail i i always find my way back i'm never like so lost that i'm going to really worry about getting back but it's amazing you just go out you're away from i don't know if any of you have been to vegas but it's cool maybe once or twice as a tourist after that man it, it gets old people treat this place like it's not a real city like people don't live here there's so much um, I'm not sure if I want to say chaos, but the city itself is just so hectic. And especially as, as a pagan, as enjoying nature and more of the old ways it is, this city is really rough on you. I, this is not where I want to stay forever, for sure. But getting out into nature, going out into the mountains, going hiking is... I think just such a great thing while living out here, even in general, it's just great to, um, as Jacob always says, go outside. Or as I've said in one of my Instagram posts, you have to, um, I believe the phrase I used was you have to disconnect in order to reconnect. I think that that's just a great way to look at it. I think it's exactly what Trago said during the the, the Greek pantheon uh, conversation as well. Um, how far does how long does it take to get to the mountains in in uh, Las Vegas? It depends on where you want to go. There's Mount Charleston, which is absolutely beautiful. That you're going to have more of the creeks and trees and everything. That's about an hour. But I found there's a lot of once you get outside the strip, there's a lot of like little trails around here where there's still a lot of elevation that are they're literally in town i mean the one that i always get lost at it's like a 15 minute drive from where i live and um, there's also not even like hiking or mountains but there's a park right across from my apartment complex and it's got a little lake there and you can sit down there's all the the ducks and the geese and all the different birds um, as I mentioned in Vegas, you're surrounded by mountains. So you can sit down and just look out at the water, the mountains there, there is still nature here, but it is limited, but you find it to enjoy what you have. Yeah. I've, uh, I know some of the mountains that you're talking about that are kind of like right in the city. So back in 
20, I think it was 2016. I was actually just talking to my grandparents about this story. I had gone to Vegas for, uh, we were doing an exercise thing when I was still in the Air Force at Nellis uh, Air Force Base. And there's literally a mountain range uh, back past the base. Um, and two other guys that I was with, we, we, we had some downtime on one of the weekends. So we said, hey, let's go check out one of these trails. And it was, yeah, it was maybe like a 15, 20 minute drive um you know out from some neighborhoods and stuff like that we weren't we weren't far from the strip but we weren't like on the strip so we were kind of like in between and yeah it it is interesting to kind of see those kind of places because you know it was it was two peaks i don't remember the actual name of the trail we just found it on the all trails app um and it was yeah you climb two peaks you would go up one and then you'd go, you'd go down and then it would level out and then you'd go up to the other one. And uh, we, I think in total, one way to get to the second peak and then go a little bit past, it's about like four miles. And then so you had to do another four miles back. You had to go back up and down and up and down. And, uh, you know, we were already exhausted from that point right there. And this kind of ties into like pushing past your limits. And we had tried to, we were trying to get an Uber to get back into town. Well, the entrance or like the starting point of that trail is just off of a road in the middle of kind of like the, you know, the desert essentially. And uh, one of the, the guys I was with, his phone was dead. The other guy only had like 2% on his phone. I had maybe like 10% on my phone. So we're trying to get an Uber for all of our phones die. Nobody would come and pick us up because we were just kind of in the middle of the nowhere. And, you know, Vegas can be very sketchy. Uh, that may have looked a little sketchy on their app like yeah, oh yeah exactly want to ride <laughs> like are these people going to be yeah. fully clothed oh are yeah. they about <laughs> to pull a knife and kill us like yeah, yeah, yeah. like may have yeah, we were sketchy. how convenient just bury the body out in the middle of the desert when we pick them up you know yeah and we were we were dirty and grungy from dust and just sweat and everything like that and then you know because nobody could would pick us up we ended up having to walk about another you know seven or so miles into civilization from this trail we're like well we might as well get going the sun was starting to set and it was you know actually around this time of the year well, it was in december so it was you know it gets cold at night once that sun starts to set and so we're like we're hungry we're tired we're dirty it's starting to get cold you know and so we ended up walking about another seven or so miles into town just absolutely exhausted um you know finally we ended up getting picked up i managed to get an uber and I've never eaten so much Vietnamese food in my life because there was a place right across the street from the hotel that we were at. <laughs> but kind of, it kind of looking back on it, you know, it was a very like, it was a very spiritual experience because you know once we we hit the top of these the the very top part of this peak where it kind of leveled out, you know, you could you would look to one side and it would overlook uh, Nellis Air Force Base and you could see the strip and everything from that way, and then on the complete opposite side if you look you know in the opposite direction I, i'm trying to remember there's like a lake that's um near vegas i think it's the one near the hoover dam i can't remember the name of it like, I think um, yeah but i think so i think that's it. Up new vegas. yeah <laughs> right yeah so. <laughs> so so we could we could see that on the opposite side so you know you had like the like what you're saying the the hectic uh hustle and bustle of of the city on one side and then you completely turn around and it's just you know beautiful red rocks and and you know this massive lake out on the other side and 
you know, it was interesting to look at even the side of the mountain that we were on is you have the one side that's towards the city was, you know, gradual, uh, uh, you know, uh, not de-escalation, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Elevation. Um, elevation. There we go. De elevation. De escalation. Yeah. I don't you know. Taking like crisis response is. training on your mind or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Like on the one side facing the city, the elevation would drop very gradually. And then on the side facing towards, you know, more of, of the nature and untamed, you know, desert and wilderness, essentially, it was just sheer cliff. You know, if you fell, that was it. There was no coming back from that one. Like you were going to be gone. So it was just, it was just an interesting experience. And you know, I kind of wish, you know, looking at it now, like it was in a way a spiritual experience, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily look at it at that time, but. I mean, shoot, what was it last uh, summer, uh, Caleb, when you and I went hiking and we only brought like two bottles of water for some reason. And it was like July. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> we packed like goddamn fools. We packed like fools, man. I don't know why. I really don't know why we only thought we thought two bottles of water would be enough. And it was like normal 12. You gotta get the camelbacks. Right, well, trust me, there. I got one of those now. But like we still continued on too. And uh sure enough, like on the way out, like we had gone up, gone down, and we're on the up again, like trying to get out. And we were just sitting on the side of the trail, just dying in the heat. Our mouths were like sandpaper. And like these two hikers, like just these little like these women just come by and they're like, Hey, we're like, Do you have any water? <laughs> They gave us like half a bottle of water each, and that was like enough to get us through. But oh man, it was rough. Uh, that sounds like an ordeal for sure. Um, Ian, I found it interesting you brought up that All Trails app. That's actually, I use that app all the time. It's amazing for, because that was how I found most of the trails around here. Um, Jacob, speaking about how you're starting to get into fitness one thing i've noticed um because i still do my strength training and everything i don't just do the martial arts something i noticed that not only do i enjoy more for fitness but also i think in a sense it could be a way to better connect is don't just use like barbells and dumbbells and all that nice gym equipment i actually have a like it, it's a sandbag, like from Brute Force or Rep Fitness or whatever brand, but it's literally a bag that looks like a duffel bag and you fill it with sand, drainage rock, whatever. It has all these different grips and different positions. You can do whatever your workout you want with it. And it's cool because the weight shifts on you. So you're focusing a lot more on stabilization, but I find stuff like that or, you know, get a wheelbarrow, put a bunch of rocks in it, push it up and down um, hills, whatever you have, um, calisthenics, body weight stuff, just more, not so much the fancy gym equipment, just really kind of grinding and that old school training can be more primal. Yeah. Thank you. That's kind of <laughs> where I was going yeah. with that. But I think that that can actually be a great way to connect and, Honestly, when it comes to fitness, it's find whatever you enjoy. Go out. If you enjoy biking, do that. If you enjoy just walking, do that. Swimming, um, or whatever it is that you like, because people quit because they think they just have to go lift weights or use these machines and they get bored as hell. And for right. people that enjoy weightlifting, I mean, that's cool, but all fitness needs to be is 
get moving. Find something you enjoy that keeps you active and do it. Yeah, I, I so, don't like when people put those constraints on themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, um, I've definitely been the person that, you know, I've gone to the gym in the past. Like, I think the longest thing I've ever done was like six months. And yeah, I just get bored. I just get bored senseless. You know, I listen to my, you know, the 20,000th podcast or the third audio book and, you know, work out for the 50th time. I just get bored and I walk away from it. Uh, but something I'm trying different this time. Uh, something I get from a, like a YouTuber I follow and it's like the two day rule. And it's basically, if you want to start a habit, you have to do it at least every two days. So you can get an off day, you get, you know, one off day, you can take as many off days as you want, but only once. So, but as long as you don't have a two day gap between your new habit, you're good. And so I've been trying that. And so, and it's not like, it's not like every two days I have to lift weights. It's just every two days I have to do something that is for exercise or for my health or get moving. And so it's not so constraining, you know, so if I don't have anything else to do, I'll go to the gym. But like, uh, you know, earlier this week, it was like, oh, hey, I'm going on a hike on Tuesday. So that means, you know, I don't need to go to the gym that day. I have another day, take a day off. And then I went to the gym on Thursday. And so that's kind of broken it up. And I always try to shift around what I'm doing um, because uh, hiking is a great workout, but I only do it like once a week. And it's not, it's not something I feel like is, you know, that once a week isn't going to do too much. So mixing in more stuff in there has definitely seemed to help me out a lot. So that two-day rule that you mentioned, I think, is honestly a great approach. And um, I find you want three to maybe five days a week because you don't want to burn yourself out. You don't want to not give yourself time to recover. Um, one thing I found that I actually really enjoy, I take that sandbag I have and I'll put it on my shoulders, either like on a like you would put it on your back for squats or I'll throw it over a shoulder and I'll go hiking or even trail running. I really enjoy because I hate running on treadmills or just down the street. I like getting out into nature and doing my runs. I'll do that with the sandbag. I'll get up to whatever peak. I'll do some, you know, strength exercises with the sandbag or just push-ups and uh, air squats while looking at this view and it is just amazing. And I'll maybe throw in some shadow boxing while I'm up there. To, I found working out in nature can actually be amazing as well. So I think especially for us as pagans, don't get me wrong, I, I still love lifting weights. I enjoy that. But I think as Ian mentioned, that primal workout can be just another great way to connect with the ancestors or with the gods. and. It's more of an experience, personally. I do wonder. And like, also, also um, for anyone in the community that maybe wants some help with working out, uh, you, Jacob, or whoever wants it, you're always welcome to hit me up, and I can try to. I'm not going to be able to be your personal trainer. I have so many other responsibilities, but I can always throw you a workout here and there if anyone would like that because I enjoy helping people. So oh, That's awesome. Uh, one thing I actually, I, I've started doing in my own mind is shifting to goal-based workouts in the sense where it's like, so my cardio, for instance, um, I'm shifting to, I want to climb more mountains because I climbed a mountain back in February and I loved it. It was one of the most invigorating experiences in my life to actually say I've climbed an actual mountain where it was like, that's the one we're getting to the top. And, you know, like 3,600 feet, something like that, 3,300 feet, whatever. It's huge. 
Um, so I want to keep on building that experience because it was truly amazing. So when I do cardio now, I do, I focus mostly on things that are going to help me when it comes to climbing mountains, um, as far as like mostly inclines or, you know, things that, you know, involve my arms as well, like an elliptical, but then putting the incline really high. Um, so that way, yes, cardio sucks, but that way, when I go out hiking the next time, I'm like, whoa, like, and I kind of look back and I'm like, that was nothing to me. Like, uh, you know, the most recent hike I did, which was in the video uh, that just came out for, uh, this last Friday was Raven Rock. And I think Raven Rock is like 1300 feet. So it's not huge, but I did it like it was nothing. And that wasn't going that, you know, six months ago, that wouldn't have been true. Like literally I got to the top and I look back, and I'm like, I'm not even tired. And this is amazing. And so it's made that cardio even better that I had that goal of, I want to climb higher and higher mountains with less struggle. And that was a absolutely beautiful view, by the way. I saw that video. Um, definitely, if if and when I ever get back to the Cincinnati area, I definitely want to check out Red River Gorge because my one of my best friends, actually my best friend since childhood, lives out in Red River Gorge. He's living the dream. I would love to go check it out sometime. Wait, you lived in Cincinnati? You've never been to the gorge? No. <laughs> I, I know. I've been to like a lot of the little uh, forest parks out there. Uh, Amshoff Park's a big one. I did that, but I'm sure you've been to like Hockey yeah. Hills. Yeah, I've seen it um, very vaguely, but we did more like fishing and lakes and stuff. Yeah. But as you mentioned, the goal, uh, goal-based exercise, I think is really important and a great way to not lose focus, to be able to stay motivated you know, think of your why. Why am I doing this? If you're just going out blindly lifting weights or blindly going on runs, it, you're going to get bored with it. You're going to be like, why am I doing this? I, th I think that's a big importance in fitness is of think of why you're doing this. So, and for me, especially cardio does suck. I am not a fan of cardio, but with the MMA, with any form of fighting, Technique is great. You have to have technique. You can't just fight sloppy. But you see so many times in fights, the person that has better conditioning, especially if it goes past the first round, the person that's better conditioned tends to win because people get tired. They get the war of attrition. Out. Very much a war of attrition. You see it all the time. So um, as we're closing in here in the the final ten, I did want to ask. Um, you know, is there any like? Uh, things that you've seen change over your time working with Thor now you've been doing two or three years as far as like the you know the fitness regiments you know kind of uh, bringing him into that um or is there any things you kind of want to bring more into it to see if it kind of changes your relationship um i guess you know moving forward how do you see your relationship with thor changing uh, and whatnot so i would say that the big changes i've seen is getting more into that uh traditional more primal way of training and like I said, I do still love weightlifting, but I'm trying to get away from that a little bit, or at least I use kettlebells more, just the barbells and machines, they don't cut it for me. I like feeling that, that odd weight, that true, real strength, not being able to push a machine that has a bunch of pulleys and stuff. Um, as far as continuing my relationship with Thor, I would say... Obviously, the gods are not one-sided. He's not just the god of strength. He's not just the god of combat or warriors. I do still have a drink with him here and there. I would like to just 
dive deeper and explore more of those facets, have a deeper connection with him, even though martial arts and strength training has been the biggest way I bond with him. I want to keep in mind that the gods are not one-sided. So I'd say diving more into that as well as with the other gods, you know, with jujitsu, it's a very cerebral form of fighting. It's very technique based. It's not just brute strength. So I think that would possibly be a good martial art to bond with Odin through. Um, I have some small connections with air with Odin, but I feel like Thor is the only God that I've had like profound experiences with. And I want to be able to, to have connections with the other gods and because I'm still new to paganism, I want to just dive deeper into that and expand. I would definitely say like, um, I mean, obviously you've seen the Thor, uh, the Thor's week videos then, um, you know, because like one of the things I, I really want to push with Thor is he's more like a, a family deity. And so something we've mentioned in this, you know, this episode alone is like ancestors and honoring the people that are alive now. And so like with Thanksgiving coming up, I mean, that's the, you know, the American holiday coming up next, you know, I really want to encourage people, even if your families are not pagan, um, you know, really try to build those bonds, you know, bonds don't have to be, you know, just be, you know, with people in your own religion, you know, build those bonds with your family as well. Um, and feel Thor in those moments, because, you know, he's one of the deities we know is very, you know, loyal to Sif, at least in most contexts, there's uh, Yarn Saxa or whatever her name was, but that's kind of a weird side story. But for the most part, you know, he, he seems to love his family, he seems to love his wife, um, and his children. And so the idea of being a family man, uh, you know, being someone of the family, I think is a really great way to connect to him as well i mean he almost from the story i have i've read most of my stories through that neil gaiman's norse mythology love that book but we saw thor was about to i don't want to say this in a way to be disrespectful towards any of the gods so i'm sorry if it comes off wrong but thor was about to absolutely fuck loki up for messing with and cutting off her hair so I, I definitely agree with the family aspect. Um, Thanksgiving is actually my favorite holiday and none of my family knows that I'm pagan. It's, I came from a very Catholic, like old school Catholic background. I think in time, it'll be something to kind of talk about more. Um, my wife is actually, so interesting story here. When I came out and told my wife that I was pagan, you know, she kind of was weary about it at first, obvious, and that's kind of normal, but she ended up kind of being drawn to it and looking more into it. And she actually, her like big true experience she's had, she's still kind of new to it and learning everything. Uh, she told me in the morning one time, she had a dream where she was, I believe it was at a store, maybe a jewelry store or something like that. And she heard a like stern old man's voice. It was that very kind of not stern, like mean, but just that very firm voice calling her name and then she like turns around and there's this kind woman's voice saying there's a um there's a pendant like a jewelry necklace pendant of a raven like moving towards her and this kind female's voice said it's a raven for you or something along those lines so i I don't look too much into dreams. I know they're important, but like, I don't claim to know everything that there is with them. I'm not a dream reader, but I was, 
So I think it was cool because her big things are education and she loves traveling and all that. So I was like, maybe that was Odin getting your attention. And then the kind female voice, you know, that could have been Freya or Frigg or, or one of those female deities as like that kind of comforting voice. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but I think it was very cool that as my wife was starting to get into the faith after being kind of cautious about it, that she was able to have this experience and she's really happy about it and wanting to connect more to the gods. And I hope that in the future, she's able to have more experiences. I'm good. The only, um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, the last thing I was going to say, we're, we've been talking about all this fitness and everything like that. Um, not the traditional sense with barbells and things like that was uh, and I had to go look him up on Instagram because I couldn't remember his name, but it's this guy called uh, Urcraft Ursley. And his whole thing is going and doing stuff with na in nature with uh, rocks, logs, just things you would have done as like normal work back, you know, hundreds of years ago. And that's part of like why we have gyms and things like that now because we don't have these physically intensive uh, jobs and chores that we have to do anymore. If you could send me that profile, that would be great because that sounds like something I would like to follow. Yeah, will do. I've been, whenever I get back into fitness, that's what I'm planning on doing. It's just trying to be out in nature and do that stuff because I feel like it'll be better for me. Yeah, I've always like, you know, you see like a good log and you're like, man, I just want to like deadlift this log real quick. <laughs> I want to throw that boy on over my shoulder. All right. <laughs> and then like anytime you encounter people hiking, you have to uh, like, you know, have like a really like, you know, uh, cool story of why you're carrying this log. Like, oh, uh, yeah, got to climb this mountain, give an offering to Thor. Pretty standard stuff. Have a good day. You want to meet the gods with me? <laughs> people look at you like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Or you just give it to somebody. I got you a gift from the gods and just like hand them this log. <laughs> uh, well, I found that some people do kind of freak out, but some people think it's really cool too. So I think most people on a hike it are pretty cool. Um, so everyone, I think that is about it. So uh, Stephen, I want to thank you for being on the show. And uh, if you want people to find you on Instagram, feel free to plug yourself there. Um, other than that, thank you so much for being on the show, man. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. It was uh, definitely a pleasure meeting you all and getting to speak with you. I know I've spoken back and forth with Jacob, so it was great actually getting to talk to you and everyone else as well. Um, if you would like to follow me on Instagram, the handle is at Sweeney, S-W-E-E-N-E-Y, M-M-A-513. And that's where you can find me on my Facebook and all that's pretty personal. So Instagram would be the best place to follow. All right. Well, excellent. Um, but everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for 62 episodes of the Folk Podcast. I can't believe it. Um, but if you want to be on the Folk Podcast, like Stephen here, please email us at thefolkpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we would really like to have you on the show. Um, have, we love having guests on here. If you have any cool stories you want to share, um, hopefully we have proven ourselves to be just people honestly on a Zoom call talking about the gods. And that's all it really is. So thank you all so much for joining us. And until the hall, skull. 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 skull.